Davis steps under center. Gibson and McClendon behind it. Davis with motion by Richard. Will get the ball to McClendon. He leaps. Oh, he doesn't get in. He fumbled the football. Carolina holds. The game is over. And Carolina has won the game. Finley to throw. Over the middle. Intercepted. Wolfuck again. Wolfuck the other way. At the 30. The 40. Wolfuck to midfield. Miles Wolfuck with the pick. The heels on the doorstep of an enormous victory. Left side of the line. Hood standing to Williams' is right. Williams going to throw. One-on-one. Davis has it. Touchdown. Carolina wins. Carolina is the Coastal Division champion. Bernard fields it at the 26. Heading to the far side. Gio at the 35. Gio, he's at the 50. No, he's not. Yes, he is. Gio, he's going to take it for a touchdown. Are you kidding me? Connor Barth for the possible win. Snap. Spot. Kick away. High enough. Long enough. Heel Tough Blog Podcast. To another edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. It's your host, Anthony Pagnano, with you guys as always. And today, it is time to talk about another transfer that Carolina is bringing in. Elijah Huzzy, the corner from East Tennessee State, an FCS All-American this past season. And we are enlisting the help of Jarvis Heron to help us do that. Make sure you stick around, though, after our talk with Jarvis, we will break down the news that Awesome Richards is heading to the NFL. I'll update you on the latest with that. But first, we had to talk to Jarvis about Elijah Huzzy and ask him, do you think what he did at the FCS level this past season will be able to translate to the Power 5 level? Yeah, I don't think there's any question about that. And I think that's a good point you bring up about, okay, a guy from the FCS how does he make that jump to FBS, let alone a power five conference? But I've been fortunate enough to cover this guy for the last three years. And uh, I don't, there's not a doubt in my mind that he'll be able to make an immediate impact up at North Carolina. I think the thing that stands out for me, seeing him play the last, you know, two, three years is this guy's a playmaker. I mean, he's durable. He's started Every game he's been a starter the last three years besides, I mean, his first year where he just redshirted. Uh, All-conference selection this past year. You mentioned, uh, um, you know, the All-American honors. Um, and he just, he's gotten better every year, too. I mean, he had six interceptions this past year. That was tied for second most in FBS. And he's just dynamic. He finds ways to impact the game, not only on the defensive side of the ball, but... This guy returned kicks too at East Tennessee State, and he was dynamic on special teams, and he's done that the last few years. Uh, I know George Corls, the head coach at East Tennessee State, I actually asked him about earlier in the year just about his return ability in the special teams games, and uh, he said that uh, 
he called him one of the best he's ever seen in returning punts. So that's pretty high praise. And so I think uh, for Carolina fans, they should be really excited about this addition to their secondary. Yeah, and I mean, that would be huge because Carolina is uh, losing Josh Downs, who returned punts for them this past season. They're also losing the guy that was behind him and returned punts when he was injured earlier in the season in Cameron Kelly. So uh, having that value on special teams is huge. Now, you mentioned... You know, six interceptions this year, and he was a guy that was, you know, a playmaker even earlier in his career. You know, do you think that's something that can transition to the next level? Is he just a guy that has that playmaking ability, or is that something that, you know, might just be a product of playing at a lower level? It's a good question, and I was, you know, more of a thing about it. I mean, I really do think it can transition just because. His first year when he was starting was 2020. Well, that was the COVID year. So it was really spring 21 because the Southern Conference pushed their season back to spring. So they only had, um, you know, six games in that shortened season. And this is a guy, I mean, he had three interceptions just in that short of a time frame. So he showed the potential there. And even last year, the season before, last in 21 that was uh you know arguably one of the best seasons in east tennessee state history uh his best game of the year came against mercer which clinched the southern conference crown essentially um he had a big interception in that game i think he earned uh my memory serves me right i think he was also con defensive player of the week following that game um He's got good size, 5'11", 190. I feel like that's right in that realm for a size you want to see from a corner. So I think his game will translate well to the ACC. And I know that Carolina, they're looking for some guys on defense that can help them considering the guy, the guys you have uh, playing quarterback for you all. You want to get him as many possessions as possible. So when you got a guy like Elijah Huzzy who's uh, creating some turnovers – that's good news for the Carolina offense. Yeah, and that's been one of the things that Carolina's really lacked. I mean, look, overall defensively, they have struggled. There's no denying that, but especially in that secondary at times, you don't have a lot of playmakers. The guy that really made the most plays back there was Cameron Kelly. He's leaving, and he was a guy that was kind of hit and miss. So when you talk about Huzzy, you know, I noticed going back and looking at some of his pro football focus grades, you know, he was a guy that was kind of targeted a, a pretty good amount so it's not like he's a guy that's not tested coming in he knows what it's like for people to throw at him you know in terms of consistency that's the biggest thing that I think Carolina fans are wanting from their corner is he a guy that really you know each and every Saturday he's kind of going to bring the same thing to the table or is this another guy that Carolina fans maybe should expect a little bit of an up and down type of player when he arrives no, he's extremely consistent. He, I mean, he's one of the focal points of that defense the last couple of years. Uh, I know that the, you know, the defense this year for ETSU, they were a little bit more up and down, but I would say that was more just because they had some injuries in their front seven and they just, there were times in the year where they played well times of the year, they didn't play well, but that wasn't at all a reflection of Elijah Huzzy. He was kind of the one guy in that defense where you knew what you were going to get, that he was extremely consistent. I mean, he showed up every Saturday on the field. I think it translated off the field too, because I remember I, uh, 
George Coral's talking about that, just how, what a great locker room guy he is. And he was like, look, if I could have a bunch of Elijah Huzzies in my locker room, he goes, heck, I'd be set. So I think uh, if I'm a Carolina fan, I'm really excited about this addition on the defensive side of the ball because not only are you getting a good football player, but you're getting somebody that could come in and make an immediate impact in a variety of ways and affect the game in a variety of ways. Yeah, and he's a guy that's going to come in with two years of eligibility. So I think he's a guy that even if he comes in and he's not really you know settling in quickly enough for you, uh, you don't start him early in the year, he would have some time to develop. And Carolina, of course, did also bring in Virginia Tech cornerback transfer Armani Chapman. Um, but th- I-, I think this is one where there's a lot of upside to this addition for Carolina. The last thing that I wanted to ask you is just you know about – the type of corner that he is so you know Carolina's had a, a lot of guys these past few years mainly you know guys that were recruited by Jay Bateman that were specialists when it came to man coverage but with Gene Chizik it seems like this is a staff that wants to lean a little more zone heavy you know when you when you look at Huzzy what are you get are you getting a guy that really is a stronger man cover corner or is he a guy that's going to thrive a little bit more in zone well he's a, he's a versatile player and i think that the ETSU defense they're not a defense that blitzes a lot so he but when they do blitz you know that secondary has always done a good job of holding up Mm-hmm. Um, on the back end, he can play a variety of coverages. The one thing that I'll say is I feel like with corners, you know, sometimes inter- interceptions can be a little bit of a misleading stat because it's like, oh, well, does he have a lot of interceptions because they're trying to test him because they think there's an advantage? But in his case, I just think he's a ball hawk. I mean, he has a nose for the football. He's a guy where I remember when I even was talking to him about special teams one time, he said, I like the football in my hands. I mean, he played quarterback in high school. So I think that's kind of his instinct is just having that, you know, magnet for the football, if you will. But um, look, he can play a variety of schemes and coverages, um, whether man or zone. Um, so I, th- I think uh, that, that's kind of the good thing for Carolina, um, depending moving forward where they want to go. He, that's right. Uh, we we uh, definitely need some flexibility back there, especially with all the guys uh, that Carolina did lose to the transfer portal. And uh, hey, Jarvis, thanks, man. I I think we all kind of feel a, a little bit better uh, about Elijah Huzzy coming in. I think a lot of people are excited about him, but uh, I think at the same time, you know, with him coming from the FCS ranks, there were definitely were some questions. But hey, we appreciate you stopping by with us, uh, guys. Make sure you head over and follow him on Twitter at. Uh, Jarvis Heron uh, and uh, also check out the work that he does for News 5 WCYB Uh, they cover the Tri-Cities in the Tennessee, Virginia area over near Bristol Virginia and Tennessee so uh, hey thanks for stopping by with us Jarvis we really appreciate it anytime Anthony thanks All right, thanks man The fans, the tradition, the glory, there's nothing more thrilling than college football, and it all comes down to the national championship game, which is happening on Monday. My go-to for betting is DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps. 
Personally, I'm going to be putting my money down on Georgia. I think they should have this one pretty easily after they struggled against Ohio State. TCU, I think they exhausted a lot in that game against Michigan. But ultimately, what do you guys think? Right now, new customers can bet $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly win or lose. Plus, everyone can combine multiple bets for a bigger payout with DraftKings Same Game Parlays. I've loved using the Same Game Parlays. You can couple, you know, a couple of different bets together, and when you pile it up, it will get you more money, and it's so simple to use. That's why I use it as my go-to site. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code TPPN. New customers bet just $5 on college football and get $200 in free bets instantly. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There are plenty of ways to find out everything that you need to know about Tar Heel football and basketball. Just go to Facebook, search at Heel Tough Blog, and find the Heel Tough Blog Facebook page and like it. When you do everything, the articles, the podcast, all in one central location on your timeline. Not a big Facebook user? Head over to Twitter. At Heel Tough Blog on Twitter, make sure you give it a follow, and you can follow the personal pages of our talents here at the Heel Tough Blog, at HTB Anthony for Anthony Pagnata, myself at HTB underscore Josh for Josh Marlowe, and at Hack Zubber two for our recruiting analyst Zach Hubbard. All right, so we want to thank Jarvis for stopping by with us. Really appreciate him giving us a little bit of insight. On Elijah Huzzy, who uh, is a guy that Carolina fans, I think, as I mentioned a little bit there towards the end, are excited about, but a little bit hesitant to get uh, too excited about because he is a guy that's coming up from the FCS level. It's definitely a step up in competition, but you're talking about one of the best players at the FCS level. He's a guy that probably would have received a lot more interest, but it seemed like Carolina jumped in really early and and made a lot of headway there to get themselves in position to land him. So I think this is one that could work out pretty well for Carolina, especially when you couple him with the veteran in Armani Chapman who's coming in. You still have Legend Cavazos as well as Marcus Allen who looked really, really good at the end of the year. So I think this is a situation where he can come in and sort of find his groove a little bit. He doesn't have to be the starter right out of the gate. And if he can prove himself, then this would be a major, major upgrade for Carolina at the cornerback position, especially if he can create those turnovers that he did at the FCS level. Well, we got to talk about a guy that is going to the NFL and that is Awesome Richards. The Tar Heels starting left tackle this past season is heading to Mobile. He is going to play in the Senior Bowl. That was announced earlier this morning right after it was announced by Inside Carolina that he will be foregoing his final season in Chapel Hill and heading to the pro level. Uh, This move makes a little bit of sense. This was definitely Awesome Richards' best year by far. Uh, Early in the season, really the first 10 games of the year, he was about as good as anybody in the ACC. He did not allow a sack in those first 10 games, uh, was uh, allowing limited pressures, but down the stretch of the year, things started to sort of 
trend downward for him. Uh, you go to Pro Football Focus, he, he definitely, you know, his pressure numbers definitely went up. Uh, still did a good job of preventing, you know, a, a ton of issues uh, from or a ton of sacks, I should say, uh, late in the season. So he, he is going to be an interesting guy. I think his pass protection is probably still one of his bigger weaknesses. That's going to be an area they'll have to continue to work on with him. As he trains, you know, to head down to Mobile and eventually potentially to the NFL Combine before he, of course, would come back for his pro day. So those are the things that I think they will be focusing on, NFL teams will be focusing on, but there is definitely the size, uh, the athleticism is there, and you saw him take a major step this year from where he was a year ago where he was probably Carolina's worst offensive lineman a year ago. At times, they had to take him out of games. Of course, kick Joshua Zudu over to left tackle, put Ed Montalus in the game. But uh, I think he made some strides, and it seems like there is something there. He, of course, went through the evaluation process. We heard Mac Brown say that Larry Porter was uh, one of the guys that was heading that up. A couple other guys on the staff also kind of helping these guys look at their NFL futures, and apparently he feels like it is worth the risk. And now what does that mean for Carolina? Well, that means that the left tackle spot is open. So, uh, look, transfer portal is still open. If Carolina feels like that room is not strong enough to where they can add uh, you know, their next starter from within, then they can go into the transfer portal and find that guy. I think it starts with Zach Rice. I think that's the area that a lot of people are going to go to when it comes to finding someone on this roster to take over that starting job. Former five-star coming out. uh, His true freshman season didn't play much, but uh, was a guy that was in the conversation at least back in the spring and even into the fall. Mac Brown was talking about him. It's just you know a little bit of a learning curve for him. He's going to have to continue to put on the the size and strength. Uh, I think that's going to be a big key for him starting in the weight room this year if he wants to take that step this season. But this also pretty much I I, I would say I I I wouldn't say it a hundred percent confirms it, but it's going to be very hard to see a scenario where Spencer Rollin does not start this next season at right tackle for Carolina because the hope was that you could get Zach Rice out there. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anybody in this freshman class that's coming in. I mean, Nolan McConnell's a guy that's a high-end three-star, uh, rated outside of the top 500 prospects, though, so that would be asking a lot from him. Some of the guys on the roster, it just never really seemed like anybody was really able to challenge Spencer Rolland, even though he was struggling there, uh, and Zach Rice probably would have been that first guy to challenge him. But this is a group that is pretty deep at the tackle spot. There's a few other guys, extremely talented guys coming out of high school. The one that probably comes to mind almost immediately for a lot of Tar Heel fans is Eli Sutton. Caden Baker is another guy who has been, you know, a backup there at the tackle spot for the last couple of seasons, but who knows if they're going to need him at center. Uh, so we'll, we'll have to see, but ultimately I think for Carolina – uh, they, they are hoping that they can find somebody from within. Randy Clements, the new offensive line coach, that's his first uh, goal now will be to find the replacement at left tackle and 
uh, even at left guard. You know, the right side of this offensive line was what struggled late in the year. Rolland and William Barnes had their issues in pass protection, but now it's the left side of that unit that is going to have to be replaced. So it'll be interesting to see how Carolina is able to manage this in the offseason. And we've got the article up on the website for you guys. Dive a little bit deeper into Awesome Richards heading to the NFL. We also take a look at what his current draft stock is, where we he could ultimately land uh, in the NFL draft and really sort of tells the story as to why he ended up making the decision to enter. So make sure you check that out on the website. We've also got an article that'll be going up. Uh, we've been pushing it back with some of the news that has been going on, uh, but we are going to have an article going up here uh, sometime either later tonight or uh, it'll be early on tomorrow where we will uh, take a look at the current coaching staff. Mac Brown is apparently going to evaluate those guys starting on Friday. So we will take a look at the staff and tell you which guys we think should stay and which guys we think should go for Carolina as uh, this staff uh, definitely needs a little bit of a facelift after some issues this season that led to a four-game losing streak at the end of the year. Meanwhile, on the basketball side of things, Josh has you covered. There's a preview of tonight's game against Wake Forest up there for you guys, and he will have the recap after the game has concluded. A late one tonight, 9 o'clock, but he will have that uh, for you sometime probably tomorrow morning uh, to recap that game as you uh, wake up and, and get a little bit of breakfast in you, uh, we'll see what Carolina can do as they look to bounce back from the loss to Pittsburgh. All that stuff, again, on the website, HeelToughBlog.com. While you're there, you can also check out the podcast. There are tabs at the top of the page for both the Heel Tough Blog podcast, which is the one you're listening to now, and the Four Corners podcast, which covers the basketball program. So that wraps it up for this edition of the podcast. I want to thank Jarvis Heron for stopping by with us. I want to thank you guys for listening. And as always, go Torrio. Hey guys, Anthony here. We want to thank you guys for listening to this edition of the Heel Tough Blog Podcast. If you could, make sure you head over to wherever you listen to your podcast, find out where you can rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast, and go ahead and do that for us. The rating and reviewing, that helps us to move up some of those rankings, and the subscribing, that is for you, so you don't miss any editions of the podcast coming up. We look forward to you being a part of the Heel Tough Blog podcast family moving forward, and thank you once again for listening to this edition.